everyone. Welcome to the Rosie and Bill show. Our guests this week are living proof that music transcends times and brings generations together. Please welcome to the Rosie and Bill show, a young man who's known as the voice of tribute, Tommy Kono, his manager, Joey M, and a Philadelphia icon who's been bringing joy to fans for decades through his music, movies, and voice like Silk. Frankie Avalon. Hi, gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Rosie. How thank you, you Bill. Nice to be able to be on your <laughs> show. In the meantime, uh, hello, Tommy. Hello, Joey. And doing, we're right? here to have a good time and, and tell some stories and tell you exactly what we're doing. Excellent. Yes. And before we begin, uh, I do have something I have to say to you, Frankie, because it's so funny. Today, I was talking to my sisters because we had a snow day here, all right? I was off from, from work and they said, oh, what are you doing tonight? I said, we're shooting our show, who are your guests? And I told them, and my one sister who's very shy said, oh, wow, we used to watch his movies growing up and I love them, they're so wholesome, I still watch them. And my other sister got very giggly and she said, wow, he's awesome. And <laughs> I said, <laughs> When you, when you say awesome, do you mean dreamy? And she said, well, more like swoon-worthy. <laughs> wow. Well, that's so, cool. Thank them, yeah. How how old will the girls be? Uh, they're in their 50s, 60s. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're young. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're young. So, but anyway, so I figured I had to to tell you well, that. Well, that's nice. Good. Yeah, pass that Tell on. Tell them hello from me and thank you very much. Oh, and my brother says hi too. <laughs> my brother. But he's not swooning. Um <laughs> so gentlemen, I, I I have a question now. I know Joey, when we spoke on the phone, at you mentioned that um you had reached out to Frankie and that Frankie had in the past had other offers to do some projects and had said no. But yet Frankie to this, you said yes. So what was it about Joey and Tommy that made you say yes to this project? Okay, first of all, number one, Joey M. and I have been friends for 30-some years or whatever. Uh, and I respect him because Joey not only is a very talented chef uh, with his restaurants and his foods, but he's also a very talented musical man himself as a vocalist. So I've always respected those elements of my friend, Joey M. And when he came to me and said, Frankie, I've got this young man who is really very talented and I'd like to do something with you and him. So the more and more we talked about it, he started sending me a lot of material that, that Tommy C had been doing. And I just flipped over him because of the fact that he is talented. He's an extremely uh, above board talent because of the fact that he has such a wonderful range in his vocal abilities. So the more and more we talk, uh, we got some ideas together and I said, I want to do this because I like his talent and I love you, Joey. And I think if we get the right kind of material, 
on the right path, I think we're going to have fun. And that's the most important thing which I wanted to do is I wanted to have fun. I'm sure this had to be a lot of fun. And Tommy, I can't help but think that this had to be a lot of fun for you. So what was it like having a chance to work with one of your heroes? So when we did this, I was 26 years old. But I only recently just turned 27. Can you imagine a 26-year-old going into the recording studio, not just to sing a song, but to sing one of the biggest hits ever with Frankie Avalon? It, there's there's no words to describe that feeling walking into to a studio and having Frankie turn around and look at me and say, Tommy, the last time I was in a recording studio was 45 years ago. And he recorded the song that we actually did together. It was it was it was an amazing experience and probably one of the coolest things that has ever happened to me. Well, you have to share the songs with our viewers. What songs did you record? Well, there's part of the story now, Rosie. When in the conversations that we had, Joey uh, said, I'm trying to figure out what songs that we could do with Tommy to bring the same kind of a success that you had with some of the great songs like Venus, uh, which was the number one song all over the world back in 1959. And another song which ended the decade of the, of the 50s, what was called Why, and that became number one again. And I've, I've had, fortunately, about 39 chart records. So we're trying to decide and pick and choose and whatever. I said, wait a minute, Joey, I got an idea. Probably two of the most successful things that I've done in all of the songs that I've done that's recognizable from generation to generation and generation, I think these two songs are the ones to do. He said, what are they? I said, okay, the first one we should do is a song that I did in a film with John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John, and it is a masterpiece that's been going on for the last 45 years, Beauty School Dropout. And he said, that's a great idea. I said, I think so. And what we're going to do with it, Joey, I will do what I did, the same kind of a style that I did in the film. And being what he, his ability of new stuff today, the combination will be great. So we decided on that song. Then the next song, I said, well, what's the next one? I said, the next one is a song that I did in another motion picture. But uh, by the way, if that's my dog, he's a very good singer. <laughs> but but, but uh, the, the song from the picture, even though it was never a hit, uh, but the picture plays constantly. It's another cult kind of a picture. The picture was called Beach Blanket Bingo with my lovely Annette Funicello that we did seven of those pictures together. But all through the years, uh, I, of course, I do Beauty School Dropout for the past 45 years. And all through the years, I sing Beach Blanket Bingo and I show film of Annette myself as young people doing it. And every time I do that song, I look in the audience and they all sing along with it. It's like they've heard it like it was a number one song. So I said, <laughs> those are the two songs. And we went into the studio 
And uh, joy was very important in the arrangement with uh, Kip, I think uh, is, the, is the fellow's name, who arranged it. Uh, and uh, I'm thrilled with it. It's fun. It's got the old and the new. And I think it's something that's really interesting. Well, Frankie, did you all, and I can also address this to Tommy and Joey, what kind of spin, new spin, if any, did you put on these two songs? Well, uh, that was up to, I, I really I, I really left that up to Joey and, uh, and, and the uh, A&R man, the guy who produced the record. Uh, and when they would send me the material that they were working on, I would okay it, I like this, I would then add a little something that I thought may be a little bit better for it, uh, whatever. So we we really communicated one another creatively uh, to, to put it together. And it really came out, it's really wonderful. I mean, I, I'm very happy with it. I remember Frankie saying on the phone, he wanted it completely different. He didn't want it to sound anything like the original. So Joey went to our arranger kit. I, I wasn't there for that conversation. But, I mean, how did that even go? Well, what happened was when we originally uh, talked about it, uh, Kit is like this. He wants he wants to do things like yesterday. And he works on the arrangement, and he does the original arrangement again. But in a different little different feel, but pretty close. It was pretty close to it. So before I told Frankie what was going on, I'm listening to the arrangement, and Frankie's gone, but Joe, I don't want to do it in the original way. So now we're pulling our hair and figuring now how do you address this song that's such a classic song to go into a different direction? So the only thing that Frankie threw at me that day was I want to hear on Beauty School Dropout, like hey, yeah, maybe drop out, drop out, drop out. And I'm thinking, drop out, drop out, drop out. I, I'm, I'm like lost myself. So I get kid on the phone and I tell kid and I said, look, I said, Avalon's on the phone. He's telling me he wants to do Drop out, drop out, drop out. And he does not want that feel. He wants to completely change the song. Kid says, oh, my God. Well, anyhow, make a long story short. He starts working or he sends me bits and pieces. Bingo. I send it to Avalon. And he said, Joe, I love it. Now, as we're going along, just when we recorded the song, we came to California, recorded the song. After a couple weeks go by, Frankie calls me and he says, what do you think if we add a rap to it? Now, I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I called kid up again and I says... But, but jo oh. Joey... Yeah, go ahead. Joey, you're jumping the gun. Okay. Beauty School is not, doesn't have the rap. It's speech blanket bingo. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, See? Right. See, you got <laughs> it. All right. he, got, he got the uh, he got the uh, song. He loved the song, and we went to California and recorded two songs. Uh, to 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 re reiterate what I said about the two songs, yeah, Beauty School uh, <laughs> has a wonderful feel, which I kept my my same kind of a feel to it. And then with Tommy C, with him, it makes it the difference of what. The, the original beauty school is to the uh, opposed to what we have with Tommy C and myself. Now we, the beach like a bingo into a rock song. We turned into a rock song. And the thing was uh, Frankie sang the part, the way it was done. But 
Tommy did the harmony of the song. And he took it up. Like if, if Frankie would say, baby, don't sweat it. And he would go, baby, don't sweat it. And no, this leave, leave the singing to me, Joe. <laughs> Listen, I mentored him for the past six years. He sounds good because I'm I'm teaching him. <laughs> All right. So basically, that's what we did with the two songs that we chose to do. And Kit, who was the, the arranger, he, he came up with a beach blanket bingo. I'm telling you, it's, it's a killer. Uh, I didn't expect the, the, the flavor and the feel that they took from Beast Blanket, bingo, bam, bam, as we did it in the film, uh, on a whole different style, and it's really very good. Which one of you was rapping in that song? Or both? Not I. <laughs> None of us. When they, we did Beast Blanket, bingo, uh, the first version was, again, the way it was done originally. And I, I said to the kid, look, he's not going to accept this. Frankie's not going to accept this. You got to change it. So now he goes into a rock and roll feel. Tommy liked it. I wasn't crazy about it. Then he comes back to me and he says, what do you think of this? And he does a reggae. I said, now we're talking. So I said to him and I said to Frankie, clear your head and step out of the box for a second and listen to this song and let the younger generation hear it. Okay? Even though Tommy's young, Tommy's an old soul. And it, it did nothing for me. And it did nothing for him. And I said, listen to me. I'm telling you, this thing's gonna this thing's gonna work. So sure enough, we all agreed upon it. Frankie loved it, and we went forward. And we did this reggae song. So when will these be available to fans? And how, how will they be able to, to listen to them or download them? Well, believe it or not, we're <laughs> We're doing a photo shoot. Now, all that we took with Frankie and Tommy, these guys were not posed or nothing. They, we, we just caught them at what they were doing, rehearsing, singing through the glass of the studio. I was on the other side of the glass on the engineer side, which was great. First time in my lifetime, I always was on the other side of the glass. We're recording. Now I was recording these guys. And um, I said, we need a, we need a promo shot. So Tommy just did his promo shots and they're going to go to Frank. They went to Frankie already and Frankie's got to duplicate it in front of a green screen. And then once we get the promo shots, a national press release goes out and then all these songs will be on every platform there is. That's it. For every uh, platform out there, you know, it'll, be, it'll be streaming it'll, everywhere. It'll all be available. And it'll be, it'll be, it'll, it should be great. I, I can't imagine this not taking off, especially for him. For Frankie, after 45 years, that's news in itself. Right. Of 45 years and going back into the studio at 60 years old, make you feel good, Frank. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and go back in the studio with the 45 years and with a young kid, it's it's got to strike interest. And, and uh, I I think it's gonna I think it's gonna blossom into something special. I really do. We're hoping so. So uh, and, and that's where we're at. I mean, we're we're just weeks away from releasing this. So you guys are in the underground right now. You guys are there before the national press release gets this. So, I'll say that 
Yeah, this is it's a it's a great place to be, and we're really looking forward to to listening to both songs. And we're very confident, as you are, Joey, that these songs are going to do very well. And I think they're going to have a very wide appeal. And you, you mentioned that you know it's Frankie's first time in the studio, forty five years. And Frankie, what I'd like to do just real quick is I can't help but talk about this for a second because it's something that has blown me away for a long time. And that's the four-year run that you had from 58 to 62. 31 charted singles, two number ones. You already mentioned, you know, Venus and Y in, in 59 of the last of that decade. I mean, looking back now, what was that run like? I mean, that to me is unimaginable to have that many charted singles in four years. You know what, Bill? That's a very interesting question. A good question, too. <clears throat> Usually, you know, uh, I, I consider myself to be a recording artist. And I say that because if you last for four years, you are a recording artist. If you had one to two hits or one hit wonder, whatever it is, that's not a recording artist. Uh, it amazed me because of the fact that I grew as a recording artist. Uh, my first hit record was Dee Dee Dinah, strictly a rock and roll kind of a thing. Um, and after that gingerbread and, and, but then I started to grow. Venus kind of changed my whole, uh, style and why was a, another kind of a style. Then I started making a lot of albums. I made about 15 or 18 or 20 albums or something like that. I don't know a lot. Uh, and I went into all different, uh, songbook kinds of songs, you know, uh, theme songs, you know, motion pictures. So I, I, I really, I was in the recording studio a lot and also making a lot of films. I mean, I've done, I don't know how many pictures I've done, but in between, I was really a very busy guy and also being married and, and raising eight kids. And that was another part of, of, uh, of uh, uh, something that I've done in my career. You sure were busy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Did you ever sleep? Um. Uh, yeah, but you know, being so young at the time, don't forget, my first hit record was in 1958. I was 18 years old. Uh, and I'm doing one-nighters with Buddy Holly and with the, the Everly Brothers. You know, we're on a bus, not a, not a luxury bus. We're on a school bus. And we're doing one-nighters around and getting ourselves known and, uh, and likable to people. And kids, I became a teen idol. Now, whoever thought of that? I mean, I never thought I went to South Philly High. Uh, nobody screamed. But then all of a sudden, kids were screaming, this, that, whatever. I had the police uh, to take me into places, take me out of places. I'm, it was just a whole different thing. Uh, and, and I really, my feeling in those days, how did you accept that? I was embarrassed. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do, you know. And I was really dedicated in, in, in doing my craft. I made a lot of great films with great directors, Academy Award uh, winner directors. Uh, 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 I, I can't uh, I can't remember the names right now. Norman Torog, uh, who did Boys Town. Uh, uh, Ray Milland, uh, Academy Award winner, directed me. Uh, Otto Preminger. I mean, I made some very good films, aside from the, the Beach Party films, you know. Walter Pidge and I worked with Joan Fontaine, Academy Award winners. I was busy. I was into my craft. And of course, uh, uh, learning my craft. And also, like I said, uh, with my wife, Kay, who is incredible, uh, raising eight children. 
Yeah, and you know, Frankie, one last thing I'll say, you, you mentioned your films and I, I remember reading at one point, is it was a while back, but it's from the Alamo. Uh, it was apparently John Wayne made a comment that you better not cut any of those scenes out with Frankie in them. He wanted them as they were in the movie. Yeah, no, he was great to work with. Uh, he was a giant. I mean, he was a, <laughs> he produced the film, The Alamo. He directed it. He starred in it. And uh, his son, Michael Wayne, um, who also became a producer and produced a lot of his films, became my brother-in-law. Because my wife, Kay, married, uh, uh, her sister, Gretchen, married Michael Wayne. So we're part, part of the family there. I mean, John Wayne would come to my house. I mean, I mean uh, we became friends. It was great. I have one more question, Frankie, and then then uh, Bill has something he wants to ask you, Tommy. Um, you know, when Elvis Presley came home from the service, I understand that he was asked a question and said, how does it feel? You know, you're not number one anymore. Frankie Avalon's number one. Can you share what his response was to that? And how did it make you feel? Well, it was it was reality. I was number one uh, when he came out. I think Venus was number one. Um, we got along. I mean, Bobby Darren and I, we first met Elvis at Paramount Studios. I was doing a film and Bobby was doing a film and Elvis was doing a film. We had lunch together. We first met. We had a great rapport immediately and became friendly enough to be able to go to his home uh, after uh, on the weekends to play uh, touch football and barbecue and kid around with, with Elvis. He was a great guy. He was so down to earth and uh, he, he just enjoyed uh, telling stories about him as young and us being young guys, too. So we related. It was a great experience. He was a neat guy. Tommy, I, I do have uh, one last question I wanted to ask you, and it's, you know, it's clear, I think, and obviously it was clear to Joey uh, M. early on that you're an incredibly talented singer. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, you just turned 27. So yes. what I'm curious about is, at, at your age, there's so many other genres or types of music that people your age are generally singing, yet you love this type of music. You really and truly do. And you're actually doing a lot to, to keep it alive and to keep it going. So what was it that appeals to you so much about this type of music? Well, it, it's, it's very simple, actually. The music of the 50s, 60s, and even the 70s. For one, you can understand everything they're saying. That's number one. Number two, it all has meaning. Everything has some sort of meaning behind it and yeah all music does but it's just the the fact that this music is related to so many memories for everybody even even the younger generation i mean there there's songs from the 50s and 60s that are now becoming popular again and i'll say kids don't even know about it and when they hear it, it it's unbelievable I recorded on my first album in 2020, uh, Dream Lover by Bobby Darren. I can't tell you how many of my friends and even people that are a little younger than I am come up to me and say, that's one of my favorite songs after listening to you sing it. Never heard it, but now they heard it and they love it. And it's the coolest feeling for me at only 27 to, to bring that type of music to the younger generation. 
Well, great music is great music. And that's, that's interesting, you know, that it is standing the test of time and that maybe, you know, you put your own flair to it or whatever, and it, it resonates with your generation. Joey, when you met Tommy or saw him perform, I mean, you, you book talent at your restaurant, at the festivals, you're a singer yourself. What was it about Tommy that made you say, hey, this kid's got it? Remember, I'm right here. <laughs> when Tommy first came to me, he was only eight years old. So I was on stage and his grandfather asked me to let him say if he could sing. So, you know, following a kid act is really tough because I stepped aside and let him sing. And he sang as Blue Suede Shoes by Elvis. And he sang Luck Be a Lady by Sinatra. I got off the stage, he gets off the stage, and I always said to him, stick with it, kid. And about 12 years later, he comes back to the restaurant and he sings Caramea by mm -hmm. Jay Black. And I heard this quality, but I, I, I said, my God, listen to this voice. But I knew there was a lot of work involved. He wasn't just going to be able to step into these shoes. So I gave him a couple pointers and he started coming around, coming around, coming around. And one day I said to him, I want you to sing Sherry by Frankie Valley. Week later, he comes back and he sings it. I stopped dead in my shoes. And I heard him sing Elvis from Elvis to singing falsetto. This baritone to go with falsetto. I said, oh, my God. And I knew then that this kid had something. So we worked together. We worked together. I got him some vocal lessons. You know, I took him to a vocal coach and uh, we went forward and, uh, you know, and that was it. So we, as the talent went on and, and I have to go into uh, another guy that Frank, he's very close to was, you know, it was Bobby Rydell and Rydell was sitting in the restaurant one day and we had a courtyard with you remember uh, in the small restaurant that I have a little courtyard and Tommy was singing in the courtyard and he was singing Lightning Strikes by Lou Christie. Bobby said, who the hell is that? Mm -hmm. Is that a record? I said, no, it's a kid that I hired. But he couldn't believe it. He went. I said, let's go out. So we went out and he, lo he loved the kid. Well, it led to Tommy's first duet, which was Sway. And no sooner we were getting out of the studio, he says to me, you think we could record with Frankie Avalon? I said, we didn't even get done this song yet. Let me just give me time. I will get to Frank. <laughs> and then I sent the the, the, the uh, video and the song to Frankie. And Frankie Jr. says, call my father. He wants to talk. And because I already knew what I was going to do. And Frankie already knew the game plan. And that was it. And then that's how Frankie came aboard. And, and this was, and that was it. That's where I heard his talent. And till today, we have to do songs to keep him fresh. And he never ceases to amaze me. He continues to go on and go on and go on and, and hit all these songs. And it, it's, it's amazing. So that's where uh, my love affair with Tommy came in with the vocals. And I'll, I may be his mentor. And I might be his biggest critic. But I am his biggest fan. Oh, that's and great. I, I think Tommy's better. Right. 
<laughs> and I'm in love with the with with Tommy C along as Thomas Coniglio because they are two different people. We always say, and I Frankie proved it to me one day. We were on the phone laying out the song for Beauty School Dropout, and Frankie said he didn't say when am I coming in. He said when does Frankie Avalon come in. And I said to Tommy, that's the separation. Mm. It's Francis Avalone at home. Aww. On that stage, he's Frankie Avalon. And to his friends, we know him as Frankie Avalon. And that's it. But I know a little bit about the personal guy. Because I've been with Frankie for so many years. Met his mother, his sister. So, you right. know, there's a little bit of a bond there. But that's it. Well, that's a great story, Joey. And, and thank you for sharing that. And it's really exciting. We can't wait to hear this music. And I do want to add that this group of us that is here right now definitely has a lot of admiration and respect for our fallen uh, friend, Bobby Rydell or Robert R Roberto Ridarelli, as he said when he came on the show. And Frankie, you know, it was funny when he was on the show, we asked him about those years and how you two met and all of that. And then uh, we said- Bobby, who, who had between Frankie and Fabian and you, who had the best hair? Oh, Frankie. Oh yeah? Oh my God, oh my God. You know, everybody thinks that Frankie wears a hair piece. They do, they think he's wearing a hair piece, you know, but no, uh-uh, that's his hair. He's got gorgeous hair, gorgeous hair. Wow. I it. hate him, I hate him. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> He always complains, you know, because he's got some curls in his hair and he says, oh, my hair is all my eyes. <laughs> and he talked about Fred, his, you know, his hair. Because <laughs> yeah. he was wearing a baseball hat and the piece was yeah, in yeah. the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. When it, when we would be on, with the Golden Boys, with Fabian and Rydell, we'd be uh, in a van or going to the, the venue or whatever. And Bobby would sit in front and He'd take off his cap and he was like a cue ball, you know. And I would say, who's that guy in, in the front seat there? <laughs> but, you know, we always did. And, and before we'd go on stage, he would come into my dressing room. And I always made sure that I would look at his hair as I'm talking to him. And he would always say to me, how's the diabetes? Is it okay? Because <laughs> he would have the toupee on, you know. Uh, we had great time. We were great friends. What a talent he was. God rest his soul. What a talent. And I'm sure that was a big loss for you and for, for all of you here. Yeah. It really was. Now, gentlemen, I just have one last question I want to ask about this particular project. And that is, and I'm curious to get each of your perspectives on it, because it sounded earlier like I think everyone's confident this is going to be on all streaming platforms. Everybody's going to have a chance to listen to it, download it, do whatever. And, and we feel just from what we've said that it's going to be fantastic. But ultimately, in each of your perspectives, what do you think success would look like for this project? You know, Bill, uh, I have no idea. I, I come from a different world. I don't know what streaming is, beaming Gleaming, gleaming, gleamings, <laughs> vavam. All I know is you put it out there, and if it's accepted, thank you, God. Mm. You never know. But at least we know that we're happy with it. And if you're happy with your work, that's a plus. Because a lot of times you're not. 
So that, that it's up to the public when they hear it to see. Yeah, but for, Frank, I'll just say this from what you said, because you're happy with it, at least in my opinion, from your perspective, that truly is success. If you're happy with it, that's, that's success right. regardless of anything else. So any additional thoughts from Joey or Tommy on that? You know, the, the, the crazy thing is we're not this big record label. We're not this big company that that mass produces this music and sends it all over the world, you know, uh, uh, in the form of vinyl records or CDs or anything like that. You know, we're 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 not Sony. We're we're not we can't do any of that stuff. You know, so every time we release music, just to have one person listen to it, that's that's it. That's all. You know, it, like like Frankie said, we're happy with it. We're ecstatic with it. The the product that we have, it's it, see, it's a different world because there there's no longer a tangible record to send out to to disc jockeys to play. It it's all a digital file that is just monitored to see how many times somebody click plays or clicks play rather. And it, it's the coolest thing to see that number slowly grow and grow and grow. And it's, it's the coolest thing. They give you a report on your streaming. You get, you get a report and you can see uh, what, what is, you know, how many hits you're getting on a, on a play and stuff like that. So it is exciting. I mean, you know, the goal here was of course, having Frankie Avalon involved and I, I I can't see it not making it better for this guy you know it, you know attaching to Frankie's name is is an accomplishment in itself I mean I, I am honored I when I got up the phone with Frankie and called him and told him I was actually in tears mm -hmm. I said Frankie Avalon wants to do this I couldn't believe it because I didn't know if Frankie was going to do it because I already knew he had turned down a project. So now I was on first base. Now we're on second base. Now we're about to go to third base and we'll see if we hit the home run. Because once we do the press release, we're going to see how far we can go with this. And it could, I mean, if it goes viral, it could go into the, to the hundreds of millions of, of people. I mean, I was, you know, Cher just did it with her song. I mean, that's Cher, I understand, but it's Frankie Avalon also. And right. She had, I don't know, two billion hits. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of hits. It's a lot of hits. This world is big. It is streaming. When we do years ago, and I grew up in that time when Frankie was talking about, you know, we would talk about Jerry Blavitt and stuff like that. The guys who made the records who played these records and made it for these stars to be where they're at. But it was in the United States. Yeah, it got over to Europe eventually, but it was here. Now, the whole world could get Yeah, it's it. amazing. Just I mean, mind-boggling, yeah. It is mind-boggling. I mean, if it, it connects people all over, even me with my Facebook page, I look at my, my stats. I got people in Poland, Italy, Mexico, Puerto Rico, that follow me. And that's amazing. That could never happen in, in right. years ago when we did this stuff. You know, so it's it, it's it's pretty amazing. And I'm and I'm bankrolling that it's successful for all of us. For Frankie, myself, and Tommy. And that's what I'm counting. So as being the producer on this, this is a big this is a big challenge. 
But if nothing happens, we both can all we could all go home and say, you know what? It was a great project. Yeah, you right. made good That's music. It. Right. And, you know, and and my excitement was from the time we started till right now, and it's not over. I said, wait till this year. I said, 23 was all arrived. I said, wait till 24. You know, for for me, if this project goes nowhere, I could still say that I used Frankie Avalon's bathroom. And that to me, (laughs) success. That's it. That's all. That's it. I'm good. Uh, That's why how many people could say they used Frankie Avalon's bathroom? I don't Um, know. We'll give you a call when we come out to California, Frankie. All right. We were there. We ate right in that room right there where Frankie's at. He invited us over for dinner our first night. That's so, great. That's great. Well, guys, thank you so much for sharing that with Rosie, us. Bill, thank you for having us. It was really it was a, a pleasure. And uh, you guys hit the you hit the questions perfectly today. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. And, and we really hope that this hits the ground running for you and that you're one click away from going viral. And, you know, just putting the icing on the cake that you've already baked with this. And we're intrigued. We can't wait to hear these two songs. Are you going right. to try and make a whole album out of this? We don't know. We've definitely spoken about we it. We spoke about it a little bit, Frank, yeah. and I spoke a little bit about it. So, you know, if, if this, I think if this starts to move, I think then we'll go back in the studio and just knock out everything. You'll do some solo work, and then they'll do a couple more songs together. Great. That, that could be the possibility, yes. Great. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for your time. We thank wish you all Rosie. the best. Always thank a you. pleasure. Thank you. Yes. Bill, thank you. You. Rosie, thank you so much, Bill. Thank Thanks, you so brother. much. I enjoyed being with you guys. And uh, Tommy C. and Joey M., nice uh, being together, talking about something that we uh, we have a passion for. Thank you. Absolutely. Definitely. Thanks, Rosie. Thank, thank you, Bill. Thank you're you. welcome. And folks, thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next week. Thank you.